This podcast is supported by Fetch, the personal buying assistant for iPhones. Fetch finds you the best price and gives you 10% off everything purchased in September. Download Fetch in the App Store or at buywithfetch.com. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. They are so far away but might hit so close to home. The Hong Kong protests and the global economy on the broadcast today. Also, why finding love in Silicon Valley is surprisingly low-tech. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. From the studios of Houston Public Media in, yes, Houston, Texas, I'm Kai Rizdal. Good to have you here on this Monday, everybody. It is the 29th of September today. On the other side of the international dateline, though, it is already Tuesday. What many in Hong Kong are expecting to be another day of protests in the heart of that very capitalist city. The demonstrations do have political roots. Demands for the central Chinese government in Beijing to allow free elections in Hong Kong. But they may well have distinctly economic after effects. Kate Davidson gets us going. Jeff Wasserstrom studies protest movements in China. He says the demonstrators filling the streets of Hong Kong don't want Beijing to vet their political candidates. They want Hong Kong to remain different from the mainland. There are things you can talk about. There are books you can buy in Hong Kong, even though it's part of the People's Republic of China, that are off limits in other parts of the People's Republic of China. And those differences extend to the financial sector. Hong Kong has freer capital flows, more financial regulations, and the rule of law, all very attractive for businesses. Nariman Baravish is chief economist of IHS. You've got a lot of Western banks having big operations there. You've got a lot of Chinese banks. So Hong Kong plays a very important role financially in Asia, but especially with respect to financial flows and capital flows in and out of China. Hong Kong is often called a gateway to China. So an American or European manufacturer typically might set up a plant in mainland China to lower labor costs, but it would also have a presence in Hong Kong, where it's easier to raise capital in the Asian markets. Economist Hei-Wai Tang is from Hong Kong and teaches at Johns Hopkins. So they would try to do most of the financial services and transactions in Hong Kong and do the manufacturing or selling inside China. The democracy protests in Hong Kong might cause short-term market disruptions. But Tang says the big question Western businesses have to grapple with is what Hong Kong's integration with China looks like if China's in charge. I'm Kate Davidson for Marketplace. You could make a case that advertisers are in charge at Facebook. The company needs them to help make money off all that data we also willingly provide. And along those lines, Facebook is rolling out a new advertising tool today that it claims will be a real game changer. It wants to merge data from its more than 1 billion active monthly users with information from their travels across the Internet on computers and mobile phones alike, with the end result being that advertisers would then be able to buy ads outside of Facebook. Complicated, I know. Here's Marketplace's Tracy Samuelson to explain. There's historically been this black hole between people's internet use on smartphones and computers. Nate Elliott is an analyst at Forrester Research. So you can target people who like the New York Yankees on the PC. You can target people who like the New York Yankees on a phone, but you're never quite sure today if you're catching the same people on both of those platforms. Facebook's Atlas service wants to close that gap and let advertisers better measure whether their ads worked. But Elliot cautions that Facebook is short on details about how they'll do this. 
if the service is as good as the company claims? Karen North, a professor of digital social media at USC's Annenberg School, says it could help Facebook better compete in its ad wars with Google. I believe where Facebook has struggled in the past is that people don't go to Facebook to buy things. And so now they're deciding, well, maybe the whole Facebook ad idea isn't the right answer. Maybe it's we'll just be the place to come to buy ads. A couple of years ago, Facebook watchers were bemoaning its lack of a mobile strategy. So this is fast progress, says Roger Kay, president of Endpoint Technologies Associates. But it may elevate the privacy concerns many users already have with Facebook. I would say that if it's done well, you will notice it. Because what you'll find is the creepy effect, that you'll visit a site and then you'll go somewhere else and notice an ad for something that seems to be related to that site you just visited. Facebook says it won't give advertisers identifying information about users. Just lots and lots of data. I'm Tracy Samuelson for Marketplace. Facebook shares rose today in what could have really been a lousy session at the corner of Wall Street and Broad. As it turns out, not too bad at all. We'll have the details when we do that.